Hey Ash, how are we doing? Good, good. How are you, Greg? Yep, good, good. It's actually a, a beautiful day in towards the end of September. It is down to where I am anyway. It's wet and it's, rainy and cold up here. No, it's sunny here and it's quite warm. I took the dogs out for an hour and a half this morning and I was roasting. No coat, nothing. It's, it's cold there. Got the windows shut. I've got the windows the first shut. First time, now. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are up north aren't you so winter's definitely up, these yeah. early mornings have been dark and yeah, yeah cold rainy yeah, yeah. miserable it definitely doesn't definitely. feel like summer anymore no it's definitely got into winter well oh, apparently there's a heat wave coming so is there apparently the weather say so we'll see we'll see so we're from we'll see. the storm in america sends hot weather here or something okay works well yeah maybe we will see. We will see. So we are. It's a good opportunity. It's a weekend. We can go to go to a pub. I don't know. I keep when I'm looking that way. I'm looking out the window um, to see what the weather's like. So if anybody thinks, what the hell am I doing? Um, yeah, good opportunity to go to a, another couple of pubs. So where are we going first, Ash? So for me, we have been in Manchester recently, um, and I believe you're you're still in Manchester. Uh, however, I'm. Taking a little jaunt down the M62 over to Liverpool oh. for this one, uh, to the land of Scouse. So I am visiting, figuratively, a pub called the Philharmonic Dining Rooms in Liverpool. Okay. So okay. let's bring the picture up. Yeah. Okay, cool. Big, Been massive. to Liverpool many times. Same. Same. As you can see, dazzling and flamboyant. The Philharmonic Pub on Hope Street has its own place in history as the most ornate pub in England. Wow. Not the most haunted then. No, the most ornate. I don't it even know. Looks what that nice. Means, but yeah. Decorated. Decorated. Like Ah, okay. Ornament. <laughs> I mean, it looks nice on the outside. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice, um, nice sort of building structure mm. compared to some of the pubs we we look at and talk about. Some of them are quite diners plain. drive, diners driving and dives, <laughs> but this actually looks quite quite nice. Known as the Phil, the magnific- magnificent hostelry takes its name from Liverpool's Philharmonic Hall, which is opposite this this pub. Commissioned between 1898 and 1900, it is a showpiece in the style of a gentleman's club, originally built for the elite, and certainly looks like it, as you can see. Yeah. On, nice. the, on the inside, it gets even more lavish. The toilets are very posh. It's all wood panel everywhere. It's very, very posh inside as well. And with the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra Choir and Society so close, it has long been a favourite with concert goers and performers alike. The Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra is actually the oldest surviving sympathy orchestra in the UK. Okay, nice. Cool. Lots of big words in that sentence. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well done. <laughs> a quick digress, actually, as the Liverpool Philharmonic Hall has its own ghosts that I've been seeing wandering okay. the corridors and rooms, including a priest, a gardener from Victorian times, 
and even a werewolf. Have you got on that? Werewolf, nice. We haven't really done much on werewolves, have we? No, no, we need to. Mm. Back to the pub, anyway. Yep. And that's also well haunted by a banshee and several unknown ghosts. The most spectacular haunting to take place there occurred in 1971 when Walter Slim, a man who'd been dead for 83 years, walked into the pub and bellowed to the barman, In the name of human charity, I'll have your gin, sir. What and accent was, was that? <laughs> I don't know. It, it kind of went American at the end. No, it definitely wasn't Scouse. It wasn't Scouse. I wouldn't even try and do a Scouse one. I'd probably <laughs> offend too many people. <laughs> and this man, he was dressed in the top hat and cape and was actually served the gin, which he drank before leaving. The ghost told Bimu's drinkers his name and that he'd been disturbed from his deathly sleep in his tomb at a local cemetery. Naturally, people thought it was a prankster, someone having a laugh that you wouldn't expect someone to come in, tell you that they're a ghost, and demand the gin and actually get served it and didn't have to pay. But later that week, police discovered that Satanists had broken into the tomb of a guy called Walter Slim, who died in 1888 and was buried in the nearby St. James's Cemetery, wow. which itself is quite a spectacular cemetery. There's like 59,000 bodies buried there, and every inch of the place there's bodies underneath wow. you can't take a step without actually walking above where there's bodies uh, buried Okay. and not only had they opened his lead lined coffin in which the body had been perfectly preserved they had carried out an elaborate black magic ritual called the octogenesis of resurrection by which means a corpse is supposedly brought back to life wow. so quite a Wow. Scary story of Satanist bringing back this body and he went to the pub and got a drink, naturally. (laughs) Aside from that, there's been many sightings of the ghost of a clown making an instance at the bar. Another very scary guy. You have a ghost, scary. Clowns are scary. Mm -hmm. And this is the ghost of a clown. So kind of double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. So not even just a ghost, a clown ghost. Wow. There's been reports of banshee-like whales coming from the cellars. A banshee, as we discussed in previous episodes, like a whaling woman, mm-hmm. um, basically. And they've heard that coming from the cellars. Again, which would be pretty, pretty scary. Disturbing, all this yeah. happened at once. It's like a <laughs> nightmare. Isn't it? you got a guy coming back from the dead, coming and getting a drink. You've got a clown at the bar. Yeah. yeah. you got these whales coming from the cellar. Have you seen... <laughs> Just while we're talking about all of that happening, have you seen Hell House, the film Hell House? No. There's clown sort of ghosts and stuff like that in there. So that sounds just like Hell House. So if you get an opportunity to watch it, it's a very good film. Anyway. Scary. Scary. And one of the final ghosts is an old man in a cloth cap who sits in a corner and mutters away to himself before disappearing when anybody gets near to him. Wow. So this kind of keeps himself rather than being noisy and making a nuisance like the others. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, quite a few uh, interesting stories there from the Philharmonic dining rooms in Liverpool. Yeah, it's nice. It's quite dark, the whole Satanist thing. 
crazy. Because that was one of my one of my questions that we've never really talked about. And you, the I was thinking about the question. And you kind of answered it. Where were at what point after you die do you come back as a ghost? Is it instant or is it several years later or because we've never really discussed that i don't think oh, and no, i was not, thinking not like when that. you mentioned when you mentioned 84 years or what it was 84 years wasn't it um 80 odd years 83 yeah 83 sorry 83 years since he died and then he came back and i was thinking ah i wonder what what the like the rule is or what the the process is and then you said it was the satanists had just dug up and they'll go oh, okay yeah, at that point, a, a, that's a when that's that's when he's come back um interesting interesting that's a, that's a good one i like that i like that so i am going to a place called the fleece inn um this is grade two listed building in the westgate area of elland in west yorkshire so i think that's just outside it's near you and somewhere uh, not far from greater <laughs> manchester yeah uh it dates back to the 1600s i uh, got you got you i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like the i said highest motorway in england actually go is it yeah science is your highest motorway in the m62 okay. summit yeah, anyway. anything anything above Birmingham, as i've said that's the north and i don't really i'm starting to know because we've got chat we've been to canuck and um and yes, obviously i've been up to 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 see you guys a few times now chester and uh, manchester so getting there it's like a delamere forest so i'm getting there i've been been up quite a few times now um so it's grade two listed building, 1600s. Surpri- unsurprisingly, it's said to be very, very haunted. So let me bring up my picture of my pub. Not my pub, but it is a lovely. Very big and very nice and big. Yeah, it looks really nice in the summer. I take it that was a summer picture. Um, yeah, really like nice looking pub. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? It looks really, really grand. And it looks like the kind of place that'd be haunted. Um, So haunted, in fact, I don't know whether this gives it any credibility whatsoever, but the most haunted team spent the night there in 2017, and it was an eventful night indeed, which it always is with most haunted. And... So what I'm about to say, based on what we know about Most Haunted, take it maybe with a pinch of salt, but the landlady was involved, so I don't know. Um, It may add credence to it. So during the show, when they were filming, the landlady, a woman named Christine Watson, whilst being interviewed, was left significantly shaken when a wooden bar chair was violently hurled over the upstairs banister, landing mere metres away from her. Dramatic. However, based on footage that we've seen upstairs and uh, a 30s drive with Carl Beatty, the man from Most Haunted, Yvette's husband, being pulled up the stairs by a rope, I, unless there was cameras there that caught it out, I'm a bit sceptical. But 
pretty dark anyway. Um, but just who or what could this violent entity be? Could it be the spirit of a man drawing a violent argument with a con man in the 19th century was left to bleed to death on the staircase? He and his victim are both thought to have stayed on at the pub after the earthly departure. But with as many as 15 spirits said to call the 400-year-old fleece in their home, it might be challenging to pinpoint who is exactly to blame for some of the more terrifying paranormal activity. Spirits aren't just confined to the interior of the building. Just outside the bizarre ghost of old leathery coit so that's a headless man in a long tattered leather coat rides in a passenger carriage that similarly headless horses pull um so interestingly there's a place near me called the devil's coits and that that's um i think that's to do with some kind of headless thing there so what does coits mean don't know don't know this one is where i where it is in whitney is like a stone circle a man-made stone circle and it's um yeah it's quite weird i've been there with dowsing rods and you walk into the the perimeter of the like the into the stone circle massive thing and um as you walk over the boundary the um dowsing rods cross and multiple people done it blindfolded and it all happened at the same spot in between each um rock and the rocks are like six foot tall big old big old thing so interesting i just googled it mm. um <laughs> and every result just comes back to a game in which you throw rings over a small post so maybe okay so coits could be ring so the devil's ring devil's coits that could be this oh. a stone circle but in this term old leathery coit don't know what that might be but thank you ash for double checking out for me that's good so the phantom carriage usually preluded by a rapid gust of wind is said to drive us from speed uh, at speed sorry from westgate to old earth before returning to the barn area outside the pub Several mediums that have visited over the years claim they've picked up on a menacing spirit of a grumpy man that walks around the building, said to be an old shepherd, who is somewhat unpredictable and has even been blamed for once wrecking the pub's storeroom. Furthermore, a presence of a young pregnant woman who was murdered by her lover sometime in the 17th century is also fond of staying um, at the Fleece Inn in the afterlife. However, relatively modern day spirits live on, so to speak, at the pub. A young motorcyclist who tragically died outside the pub in the 70s, 1970s, that was, is said to linger on within the historic building walls. So new spirits as well as old spirits. So the uh, a lot going on. Yeah, it gets worse. So the amount of paranormal activity witnessed at the Fleece Inn is nothing short of intriguing. From phantom smells of pipe smoke, um, and I've I've smelt cigarette smoke on a uh, on an investigation before, and it's quite profound because it's quite a distinct distinct smell. Um, footsteps, voice, glass smashing, scratching noises, to even furniture being moved, it all goes on at this pub. 
although this poltergeist type activity isn't the only way in which the spirits make themselves known many a punter have reported being watched by unseen eyes or even more creepily the feeling that someone is breathing on their necks that's got to be pretty weird initially skeptical of the ghost stories coming out of the fleece in landlady christine soon turned um to paranormal believer when she was awoken from her slumber to find a figure standing at the bottom of her bed in the hours early hours of the morning Whilst trying to rouse her husband, the figure simply and inexplicably vanished. However, she became increasingly concerned when her young son grew upset that his toys were being moved. Christine then decided to place flour on the floor and secured the area to solve the mystery. Disturbingly enough, when she investigated the following day, the flour had distinct track marks running through it, but no feet marks. <laughs> The family soon accepted the bizarre happenings and have not felt threatened by the spectres they share the home with since. With its unusual amount of ghostly activity, is it any wonder that scores of visitors make a beeline for this West Yorkshire gem? And it is a beautiful pub, so I imagine it gets a lot of visitors anyway. But with that backstory as well and, and things happening. But again... Where's the footage of all of this? Where's the camera? Where are the photographs that people are clearly not taking? Mm-hmm. Like we said, footage, well, like tracks going through the flower and stuff, and you think that you've had someone coming into the room or your son's room. Mm. Um, photo it, photo it. Oh, yeah, I think I think that is the thing. As we see more and more, it's like everybody's got their phone usually to hand or or around them. And I know if I'm out and about, I've got my phone in my pocket at all times. And I know sometimes that's probably the last thing that you, you're you going to think of doing is to take a photo. However, something where you've got a bit of time and the track's in the flower, that's something that you could take a photo of or put up yeah. a little ring camera or something in your in the bedroom so it records when there's movement. You know, I mean? imagine like capturing the moment when like then tracks are made in the flower, yeah, and seeing like the tracks like appear, like there's nothing there, or mm-hmm. maybe it catches something there, yeah. I've seen the toys move on their own, Toy Story. So I'd be impressed if the toys went in different directions as well, rather than just in one long train, like they've been pulled. So if they went in different directions, specifically against the wall. That would be interesting because you can't pull something towards a wall without at least seeing what's pulling it, I suppose. So, yeah, interesting pub, a few different stories, a few different spirits, and quite a, a recent one from the 70s. So, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. There we go. And that's um, another couple of pubs we visited. And hopefully, you'll join us again for the next episode where we discuss more pubs we've got Definitely. i don't even think we scratched the surface um <laughs> no, of pubs. Got, like the whole of the northwest we've got a whole yeah. of northwest northeast and then we hit everything south of manchester and then we've got wales wales yeah northern ireland yeah and then the whole of the south of england and that's a big old place we've got london to hit 
And I'm pretty sure that London and Greater London is going to have some some huge numbers of pubs. So, yeah. There's a couple of years left in this series, I think. Yeah, that's it. We will be milking it. <laughs> <laughs> but be prepared for maybe a book series around the haunted pubs. You never know. You never know. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. If you've got a local pub that you've got spirit in or whatever, let us know. And we can maybe add that into one of the episodes as we hit that that city or that area of the, the country. That would be really cool. Nice. 